The information discussed on this show is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content is for general informational purposes only. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins, Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think and feel and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. Today's podcast and radio show and YouTube is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast, Guys Guys Radio, in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. All right, we've got a great show for you today on Guys Guys Radio. We're going to get into a, a psychic martial art, something where you use your mind, you learn, learn how to work with your subconscious and your consciousness and kind of separate them and let information come through your conscience. What is that? It's called controlled remote viewing. We have a professional on here today. She's a teacher and an author and one of the best controlled remote viewer specialists and professionals in the world. Her name is Lori Lambert Williams. We're going to bring her on in a couple of minutes and we're going to get into how remote viewing works. What is it? What are some of the misunderstandings about how it's used, when it's used, who can learn, how, how the process works, because it's kind of a mysterious uh, in a way, and I put that in quotes, mysterious skill, because a lot of people have heard the term remote viewing, but it's really, really challenging to just say like three sentences to describe what it is. But basically, it'll help you be able to uh, dial up your intuition, be able to uh, see beyond walls, the traditional uh, things that get in the way of our seeing. And you also, you'll be able to see into the future, you'll be able to see into buildings around the world, you'll be able to see into the past if you get to the skill level that somebody like uh, Lori Lambert Williams has and it's a lot of work and there's a lot of courses involved but it's very doable I started uh, studying last year I'm about halfway through the first module if you will and I'm having fun with it and I find that being a, uh, a writer and also somebody who uses uh, in my creative skills uh, is helping me and uh, also, you have to also use the left brain. You have to have some analytical skills also. So it's a good bifurcation of your subconscious and your conscious mind. And it's also a, a lot of fun, too. So we're going to talk about remote viewing in a few minutes with my special guest, Lori Lambert-Williams. So what else is happening out there? Well, end of October, we're into November. Again, it's going so fast. And check mark on Halloween in the books. Uh, we went all in for Halloween with my son here in San Diego, and uh, he dressed up his uh, idea last year. He doesn't go for the store-bought costumes. His idea last year was he wanted to be a Post-it note. So we, 
my wife made this beautiful costume for him. I put beautiful in quotes because, it, you know, it was a, uh, it had a bunch of post-it notes stuck to it and we wrote catchy phrases on there and he wrote a lot of them also. And uh, it was a, it was a real <laughs> unique costume to say the least. This year we said, what do you, hey, hey, what do you want to be this year? And he said, I want to be the U.S. Mint where they print all the money. So <laughs> we... We made a costume for him with a lot of money sewed into it, and it wasn't real money. Obviously, we got fake money, and uh, it was the most unique costume I saw out there because, you know, so many people are busy, and so many kids want to dress up as specific characters, and uh, my son thinks out of the box more than most, and uh, he wanted to be the U.S. Mint, so... Um, we had a lot of fun with that. He had a blast. We went to uh, Little Italy in San Diego. They had a Halloween walk, which is very, very nice. And then we checked out uh, the San Diego Zoo, had a nighttime event, which was hilarious uh, because we got lost in the dark, as I think half the people in the zoo were lost walking around. So we ended up taking a tram back and forth. <laughs> and then yesterday we went to, uh, or Sunday rather, we went to SeaWorld and they had a spooktacular event there and that was fun for the kids also so anyhow we did the whole halloween thing up and now it's all speed ahead to thanksgiving <laughs> and you know what's after that so we'll see what happens with the whole black friday and the supply chain issues and all of that stuff so if you, i guess if you're going to order some presents now's the time to do it so anyhow guys guys radio my very special guest is laurie lambert williams we're going to talk about remote viewing right now It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, Guys Guys Radio. And as we know, this is always my favorite part of the show because I get to talk and learn from some really cool guests. And I've got a very special one today. But let me ask you a couple of questions out there, uh, folks. Um, are you interested in increasing and controlling you in, your intuitive abilities? Are you eager to explore the depths of consciousness itself? Do you have the determination and discipline to work through various levels of progress on your way to mastering a new skill? Then studying remote viewing may be for you. Lori Lambert Williams is the author, a professional controlled remote viewer, and an experienced instructor in CRV and an accomplished public speaker. She's been researching, practicing, and studying the science of controlled remote viewing since 1996. She's considered one of the top remote viewing instructors in the world. She's taught CEOs of major corporations, number one New York Times bestsellers, uh, authors, celebrities, hundreds of everyday people like myself. I'm, I'm enrolled in her course and it's fantastic. And we'll get into that. Lori's the only certified instructor teaching beyond the advanced levels of CRV, a professional remote, remote viewer herself. So she does this for a living. Uh, she assists law enforcement, in missing person cases, she leads professional sessions for corporations, which we'll get into. She works on archaeological mysteries and provides personal life path sessions. She's presented many workshops on remote, remote viewing, and her remote viewing company, now known as Intuitive Specialists, opened in 1999. Her new book is the first in a series of six, one for each phase, phase of learning remote viewing. It's called Boundless. And there's a, your how-to guide for practical remote viewing. There's also a companion guide on monitoring, which is part of the remote viewing uh, process. My personal interest in remote viewing began after seeing Lynn Buchanan 
one of the fathers of remote viewing. I saw him on Gaia TV. I'm like, I really want to talk to this guy. And he was great. I interviewed him and was amazed at his experiences and stories about remote viewing and how the practice is growing worldwide. And he taught Lori. And I'm currently, as I mentioned, a student of Lori's online course in basic personal remote viewing. And I can tell you, it's very interesting. It's fun. And it's really cool stuff. So welcome to Guys Guys Radio, Lori Lambert-Williams. Thank you so much, Robert. I hope you can see me. Good morning. It's great to see you. (laughs) (laughs) We can see you. (laughs) Let's get started right at the beginning. For the benefit, Lori, of those who have heard the term but are not really familiar with the practice, could you tell us what exactly, in your opinion, remote viewing is and what drew you to it? Sure. Um, Remote view, controlled remote viewing is a written process where you sit at a table with a piece of paper or a stack of paper, and you're just writing on the paper your thoughts, but they go on the paper in a certain structure, in a certain pattern. And it's designed to help you set just pure imagination aside as you're going for true intuitive perceptions. All of us have psychic ability this is a way to not only access your psychic ability, but also to organize and control it. And fascinatingly enough, it was developed for the U.S. military by physicists and geniuses at Stanford Research Institute in Palo Alto, California, back during the Cold War, when the U.S. military discovered that Russians were getting our military secrets and they had no idea how they were getting them. And so they were just like, we have to figure this out. They had a guy who defected from Russia carrying documents proving that Russia had a psychic spying program. So in order to combat that, they went to these geniuses at this think tank in Palo Alto and said, come up with something. They began researching telepathy, clairvoyance, ESP, and all that sort of thing. They actually came up with more solid proof that ESP and telepathy and all these things exist than the FDA has proving that aspirin is effective as a pain reliever. So uh, it's it's a pretty phenomenal thing. We are all much more than we realize. And my vision uh, with my business is to reach out to the world and help to raise consciousness by helping people truly reach their full potential. I think that people just don't realize how much potential we all have. So that's my vision. So it, it seems like, and from my studies, um, what we're doing is we're going, we're getting all the noise out of the way and we get right into the subconscious, which does 90% of the work for us anyway, and allowing that to give us the answers. What people I think get tripped up on is they think, oh, remote viewing, you mean I, I you know, cause somebody, Lynn, Lynn Buchanan found uh, Saddam Hussein hiding in a hole in, uh, <laughs> in Iraq. And people think, how can I look into a file cabinet in Beijing or something? How, do, how does that all work? So talk to, talk to us a little bit about, well, what's, uh, what can you learn to do through remote viewing and what can't you do? You know, I, I think that sometimes uh, it, it might come down to challenging belief systems, but um, I, the truth of the matter is that we are all connected on some level. And not only are we connected to each other, but we're all kind of connected to this, if you want to call it, for lack of a better term, the big cosmic database in the sky that contains all knowledge, all information that ever was or ever will be. And so because we can connect into this, we have the ability as humans, we have the ability to connect with each other in a very non-physical way, simply through consciousness, not only with each other, but with events, with activities, with objects. 
uh, you know, with Pete, with other people, we have the ability to connect to anything in all of time and space. And my favorite thing about CRV, controlled remote viewing, is that it's the ultimate time machine. It truly is. Uh, we can travel through time and experience things that happened long, long ago. And even sometimes we can move into the future and kind of anticipate things that are going to happen. It's so amazing. So amazing. So how is remote viewing used today by, I know the government uses it, um, corporations. I'm wondering if they do corporate espionage with it or they're just kind of, you know, getting into consumers' heads or they're trying to figure out what the competition's doing. And then law enforcement, obviously, to help solve crimes and then individuals in their everyday life. So in those four areas, could you just give us a couple of bullet points on that? How the government uses remote viewing, corporations, law enforcement and people like us? You know, as far as the government goes, I frequently get asked, you know, are they still using CRV? And I really can't answer that because I am not a military person. I'm not a government um, employee. I, I have it on pretty good um, sources that, yes, they are definitely still using some form of, you know, some form of intuitive thing to get information because you'd be crazy not to, you know. Uh, one of the things that really surprised me was when I first got into to remote viewing, I had met Lynn, I was taking the classes, I was really excited. I was the director of a refugee resettlement program. And one of the people who was like my right hand, one of my right hand people um, was from Suleimania in Iraq. And I was very undercover about my CRV stuff because I had to be pretty public and, and be raising funds. And, and I didn't want to run into people going, oh, you know, oh, that's of the devil, you know, <laughs> or any of that sort of thing. So I was pretty um, in the closet about my association with CRV. And so one day, you know, these things would happen at the office where just spontaneous bursts of, of intuition that were just, you know, unmistakable and would kind of get everyone's attention. And so one day she just had to ask me about it. She said, you know, how is it that you are so psychic? You know, what, what's going on? And so I told her about CRV and she said, oh yes, Saddam have this too. And so I was like, oh, Saddam have this too. So if Saddam had it, because at that time, Saddam was still, you know, the, the king of Iraq. So um, I thought, well, if Saddam had it, then who else has it? We know China does. We know Russia does. I can't imagine that the United States would just put that in a drawer and forget about it. I just don't. So I think, yes, the government probably really definitely does have some sort of a program, although I can't speak to it. I know nothing solid of it. That's just an assumption on my part and many other people's parts. Um Corporations. As far as corporations go, I have done a lot of corporate work. And normally what we're doing is more like strategic planning, uh, you know, taking a look ahead to see, are there going to be dips in the stock market that we need to be aware of? Are there going to be, um, you know, big events or cataclysms that we need to prepare for? Um, that sort of thing. That tends to be the way that most corporations that do use CRV tend to use it. If there's corporate espionage going on, we aren't part of it because we consider that very unethical. So we don't do corporate espionage or get involved in that. Um, I think there are some corporations that do have their own remote viewing teams. Um, in fact, I know for a fact there are some corporations that have their own remote viewing teams. And those corporations, of course, who knows what they, how they use it? You know, we don't know. 
Um, but there are many, many applications for corporations that are excellent, that don't involve illegal things or corporate espionage, but that do involve preparing for the future, um, knowing when, you know, where, knowing what to do, what steps to take to keep your company solvent. Uh, in 2015, I anticipated that I had to switch from, from a completely in-person, face-to-face class model to an online class model. And, and because, you know, technology has never been my favorite thing. As far as you know, using it, <laughs> I, I knew that I needed some lead time to get to where I could do that smoothly. So I had a number of years to slowly transition to where I was doing a lot of my classes online and was one of the first teachers to do that. And then when, when the pandemic hit, a lot of the big mega um, marketing people and, and people who were used to these live gigantic events with thousands of people went, oh my gosh, what do we do? What do we do? We have to pivot. And thankfully, I had already pivoted thanks to, you know, the the practice of using precognition and telepathy and all those things in a controlled fashion to better my life, to better the lives of my students. Um, So, you know, yeah, it's totally, totally doable. Another way that we find that CRV is really useful is in the field of archaeology. And uh, my team and I did a huge project for an archaeologist that had been looking in a 200 square mile area of ocean, he had been searching there for 40 years for artifacts that he firmly believed were there. But imagine spending 40 years of your life looking for something and not finding it. I mean, I can't believe he stuck with it that long. But I told him, you know, we could help you. We could help you find this. And he said, yeah, yeah, I've I've worked with remote viewers before. And I knew that he hadn't. I knew that he had probably worked with psychics. And many people equate them, you know, that psychics and remote viewers are the same thing. But they truly aren't. And so when we we had 14 viewers working on this with four project managers, and ultimately we were able to give him the GPS coordinates where he would find what he was looking for and tell him what he would find when he got there. He took the boat and divers and equipment out there, found it all right there at those GPS coordinates. So, you know, it was pretty astonishing, but we gave him a thick report with maps and all kinds of things. And when he got the report, it was a physical report that I mailed to him. So when he opened the envelope and pulled the report out, he called me and his voice was shaking and he said, I've never worked with remote viewers. Fantastic. (laughs) So for the the individual, Lori, I'm sorry to interrupt. What can they, it seems like there's a lot more that they can get out of learning remote viewing beyond remote viewing, that it helps you become more intuitive, it helps you, your psychic abilities, et cetera. Could you just touch on that? Because I think you were going there anyhow. I really consider that CRV is like the ultimate self-discovery tool. Uh, Lynn Buchanan once was joking with me and he he was quoting a student who said, well, yeah, but if you're just going to take CRV for self-improvement, it's like joining the Marines to learn how to fold your underwear. But I actually totally disagree with that (laughs) because... It has it has made such a huge difference in my own life, um, and I've just seen it transform so many lives of my students that I feel like I mean, what is more valuable than having your life transformed? You know what I mean? If you could have your comp- your whole life transformed in a wonderful way by joining the Marines, wouldn't you do it? You know, it's like so. Uh, yeah, it is. It is a wonderful self discovery tool, and I'll I'll give you a quick example of Please. of just one small way that that CRV really can help you. Let's say that you are an extremely judgmental person and you just tend to slap a label on any person you meet, you know, and you just say, you know, that person's a jerk or that person's an idiot or whatever, you know, we all know, we all know people who are like that. And maybe, maybe some of us are like that. 
Um, and or maybe we used to be like that. But what the, for the one of the first things you learn in CRB is that oftentimes our labels are incorrect. Our labels don't work. And we, one of the first things we have to do with a brand new student is help them set aside nouns because we're all addicted to nouns and what are nouns, but labels, right? And the left side of our brain comes up with these, these nouns and these labels because that's what's kept us alive as a species, being able to identify a threat and say, hey, that's a saber-toothed tiger about to eat me kept us alive as a species. So that part of our brain is very important. But when you get into the intuitive part of your brain, you quickly discover that the left brain wants to be very helpful and say, I know what that is. Oh, I know what that is. And and ultimately it's wrong. Um, And so we have a mantra that we say in CRB that's describe, don't identify. And nevertheless, all new students and even some of us more seasoned remote viewers tend to try to identify the target. And we ultimately find out that we're wrong. And we often find out that just even little things at the target will slap a label on it and we'll find out, oops, that's wrong. And when we stick to describing rather than naming or labeling, we find that we're far more accurate. And so you start trusting that right side of your brain a lot more. And when you trust that right side of your brain, the intuitive side, you quickly discover a part of yourself that's much more compassionate and much less likely to jump to conclusions and point a finger at someone and call them a name. <laughs> and probably more creative also, right, Lori? Oh, very much so. Yes. In fact, I have a number of authors among my students who told me that when they got into remote viewing, a lot of them belong to like uh, writers groups, you know, where they get together and they write and they discuss things. And, and in their writers groups, they would say, wow, your writing has improved so much. What happened? What'd you do? They say, well, I got into remote viewing. Uh, one of my students has written, I think, 13 or 14 historical fiction novels. And her novels have become super rich with detail and fascination, fascinating things. And she said, well, now what I do is I, 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 I travel to the place that I'm writing about and I experience it through remote viewing. And then I am much better to, able to write about it. And, and she's, she describes like the draperies, you know, in the room and things like that, that you just be like, wow, that, what a great description. Because if you think about it, authors, especially fiction writers have to paint pictures with words. That's, and that's so, so uh, yeah. And so with CRB, that's what you learn to do. You learn to paint pictures with words. Uh, my special guest on guys, guys radio is the amazing Lori Lambert Williams. We're talking about her new book, Boundless, the first in a series, your how-to guide to practical remote viewing and also monitoring a guide for remote viewing and professional intuitive teams. So let's get into some of the basics for our listeners uh, in terms of remote viewing. Let's start out with, uh, there's a target. There's two types of targets. There's a, a hard target and an esoteric target. So first of all, what is a target? Uh, because There's a process for our listeners that you go through to learn how to identify something and you're giving examples, and then you have to uh, describe what what this, uh, based on the coordinates, what this is. Uh, that's kind of the, the basics, I guess, Lori. What is a target then, and the difference between a hard target and an esoteric target? And we can move on from there into a little bit more of the learning. Oh, Robert, this is a great question, because uh, there are people out in the world today who will hang out a shingle and say, hey, I'm going to teach you remote viewing. And then you go to them, and they'll tell you, close your eyes. And go visit the greys on the planet Zircon. (laughs) That's what we call an esoteric target. Because 
you may close your eyes and have some sort of a fabulous experience in your imagination of visiting ETs on the planet Zircon in the galaxy of Nebulae or something, but there will never be proof probably in your lifetime that's not likely anyway, that there will be proof that what you visualized or what you experienced was real. It could have been just a flight of fancy, so to speak. That's esoteric. So uh, there are literally what we would call schools of remote viewing, that that's the entire diet. I mean, you know, and so you could go into that school and come out going, you know, I am the best remote viewer that ever lived because, because I had this amazing experience with the greys on the planet Zircon. And I'm not in any way putting those down. I'm just saying, though, they, we can easily fall into self uh, delusion. You know, and and I worry about that because there's plenty of people out there who do have mental illnesses, and I don't want to enhance that or or you know encourage that. Um, so I always like to try to make sure that that uh, you know I, I my my motto is like a doctor. I don't want to do any harm, right? So um, a hard target though is a target for which there is or will be uh, foreseeable solid proof feedback. Um, I remember the first time I heard the term feedback in this sense, I was like, well, what is feedback? And feedback is when you get the proof of what you've been looking at. So let's say that somebody says, says, uh, takes a picture of their brand new red Corvette, and they put that photo in an envelope. And they say, Lori, could you look at this target? You know, can you tell me what's in this target? Well, if I sit down and I remote view it, and I say, well, it's something man-made, it's smooth, it's shiny, it's red. It's fast, um, it's mechanical, it transports people. You know, if I say something like that, and then he pulls out the picture of the red Corvette, I have proof of what I was just saying. And I can literally score those perceptions that I got for accuracy. I can even enter them and the score I got into a database. And we actually have a database for our students where they can enter their data and score it. And, and therefore see and be able to track, get their track record, you know? So if I end up after, you know, X amount of sessions, if I end up having a, a solid track record of maybe 90% accuracy in colors, let's say, where I'm really good at, at determining the correct colors at the target. And then you say to me, Lori, could you view uh, the planet Xerxes in such and such a galaxy? And I say, yeah, it's a purple planet. Then you have a 98% or 90% surety rate that it is purple because I have a 90% accuracy track record in the database showing that I, I'm pretty good with colors. And if I tell you it's purple, you can probably be pretty sure it's going to be purple. So, so that helps us with esoteric targets because sometimes, yes, we do end up having to view esoteric targets. I just finished teaching my most advanced class called Beyond Advanced CRV for Professional Viewers. And it is the only class in which I ever allow students to view an esoteric target uh, because I want them to build their track record based on hard targets with provable feedback. And by hard, I just mean solid, provable targets, not necessarily hard in the sense of difficult. But it, it, It's amazing because we're, it's a, it's a pra practice where we learn how to tap, kind of bifurcate our mind between the subconscious and the conscious tap into the subconscious and the universal consciousness, yet we track it on the left brain aspect because it's a very procedural type of modality. So it's exactly. really, really fascinating. You use a uh, an example in the book and in the course, uh, the lamp, the cord, and the power source. That might be helpful to give some context to people who want to learn more about remote viewing. For sure. Yeah, The you know, if you think about it, um, we have if we have a lamp, a lamp has a need 
for electricity, right? In order to turn the lamp on, it has to have a power source. And if you think about the power source, the power source, you know, maybe uh, maybe electricity could, I, I represent it in the book using a lightning bolt, right? So let's say that the source in this analogy is the source of the information, the great big cosmic database in the sky or God or angels or spirit guides or wherever the information is coming from. And then on the other hand, we have the lamp, which represents the person who needs information. And we call this person the tasker. Okay, so the tasker needs information. It might be the policeman who needs to know the color of the kidnapper's car or something along those lines. So we have the person who needs information. We have the source of that information. I don't have control over the person's need for information, and I don't have control over the source of that information. There's only one aspect of this that we can control, and that is the conduit or the electrical cord that connects the lamp or the tasker to the electricity, right? That's that's the only part we can control. And that's you, Robert, and that's me. When we're remote viewing, we become the conduit and we can only control ourselves. That's why this is called controlled remote viewing because we can only control ourselves. And uh, I remember when I first heard about Silva mind control, I thought, oh, mind control, who wants to control my mind? And I was, you know, I was like 16 years old. Or, oh man, I'm staying away from that. Nobody's gonna control my mind. <laughs> but, uh, but Silva mind control is all about controlling your own mind. It's not about someone else controlling your mind. It's the same thing with controlled remote viewing. I think we get a little scared of the word control because none of us want to be controlled but uh controlled remote viewing is all about you learning to control your own abilities control yourself you know it's interesting i i i, I graduated from the silva life uh system so i would think that will help me in my remote viewing also studying hypnosis also so i, I actually find it I'm not going to say easy, um, but I find it, I'm comfortable with it, even though I sometimes I'm wildly inaccurate and sometimes I'm like shockingly accurate, but I, I love it. It's a lot of fun. Again, my special guest, Lori Lambert Williams, we're talking about controlled remote viewing, her two books that are out right now, their companion books, Boundless, your how to guide to promote to practical remote viewing and monitoring a guide for remote viewing and professional intuitive teams. So we're getting into a little bit of the grassroots here about what remote viewing is all about and how it works. There's uh, something called the ideograms that are very important in remote viewing. And people have asked me, oh, you're studying remote viewing? Uh, what do you do? And I mentioned, they say, I'm studying it too. And I said, oh, you're using ideograms and not all of them have agreed. So are, is what is an ideogram? And is it a consistent tool that's used for studying and learning re controlled remote viewing? Okay. First, before I even answer that, I have to establish that the term remote viewing is very much like the term martial arts. Okay. When you think about martial arts, you know, there could be jujitsu and taekwondo and karate and all these Good other point. things. It's the same thing with remote viewing. For a lot of people, the term remote viewing just means close your eyes and tell me what you see. And, and that is, that is a, a sort of a vague way of remote viewing. Yes. You know, I've been remote viewing my whole life. You know, I, I hear that a lot from people. Oh, you do remote viewing. I, I've done remote viewing my whole life. Um, so we have to be specific that I, I find primarily teach controlled remote viewing, which is the military method. That's a written structure. And it's kind of like the basket that holds all the other forms of remote viewing, because you can do all the other forms of remote viewing and incorporate them into this wonderful structure that we call controlled remote viewing. It's, it's like the drawer organizer for that junk, that junk drawer in your kitchen. Okay. So now that we've established that, 
Then let's take a look at the types of remote viewing there are. There is associative remote viewing that we use when we want to get specific numbers or things like that, uh, make specific decisions, try to find uh, the team, which team is going to win the Super Bowl, uh, which horse is going to win the race, which which lottery ticket should I buy or which numbers should I choose in the lottery, um, and even which stocks should I purchase. That's what we use associative remote viewing for. I, I'm actually teaching an associate re remote viewing class um, the three days right before Thanksgiving, November 22nd to 24th, because there's such a demand for it. I, you know, that they, I, this, a bunch of people approached me and said, Hey, we've got a group. We'll put it together. Can you please teach it? So I put it on the calendar, but so that's one form of remote viewing. I normally only teach that class once a year. Then um, there is a extended remote viewing and in the military unit, what they would do with extended remote viewing when they needed to get names, dates, and various, you know, specific things like that, which CRV is, we kind of set those things aside. Those nouns are suspect. So we set them aside in CRV. But if we need to get them, uh, I actually worked on a kidnapping case. This is kind of an interesting story, Robert, because I was working on this kidnapping case and um, I, I was doing CRV, but we have a tool in the CRV structure in the intermediate class. I don't think you're there yet uh, in the intermediate class. I'm going to give, I'm giving you a, a peek into there. Uh, there's a tool there called, that we call the SI column in which you go and you actually can link with another person mentally. And so I discovered through the remote viewing that the kidnap victim was being held in this hallway with all these other kidnap victims. And there was a guard in the hallway and I managed to connect with this guard and the guard was speaking Spanish and I'm fluent in Spanish. I spent many years in Latin America and the guard, I, I, I said, why are you kidnapping these people? I mean, I just really wanted to know what I was shocked to find out there were more than one. There was more than one kidnap victim. And the guard responded with the name. He said, because we are, and it was a, a Spanish name that was really long, kind of like the Symbionese Liberation Army, you know, if mm -hmm. you remember that. That wasn't the name, of course, but it was a long name in Spanish. And I wrote it down and I was really shocked to get this name because it's not something really common in the CRV process. But I was actually kind of slipping into an ERV state, which is more like a hypnagogic state. You've studied hypnosis, so you know mm -hmm. how that is. Sometimes when we're doing uh, CRV, and it's a very alert, eyes open, re saying everything out loud, sitting straight in your chair, writing everything down process. Sometimes when you're doing a really deep target, you can literally kind of slip into an ERV state. And in order to do that successfully, you pretty much have to have a monitor, which is why I wrote a book on monitoring. And my husband, Jim, is like a world-class monitor. I think he's the best monitor in the world. I'm not exaggerating. He's so good. And he just is naturally good at it. He's a quiet kind of a guy, a very observant person. And he can read me like a book, which helps. So he can be there that, so that I don't slip too deep and stop reporting. Ingo Swan is known as the father of remote viewing. Ingo developed the CRV process for the U.S. military in, in conjunction with Stanford Research Institute. And Ingo taught that bilocation, the, the term bilocation, is when the viewer is 50% sitting in the chair writing on the paper and 50% at the target. So the viewer is literally in two places at once. Ingo actually loved bilocation. He loved for the viewers to bilocate as long as they did it in that way so they continued reporting because CRV is ultimately a, an interview and report methodology where the 
conscious mind is interviewing the subconscious, getting the information and writing it on the paper. And that was very necessary for U.S. military intelligence. So if the viewer stops reporting, lights on, but nobody's home kind of a thing, that's not helpful. That's not reporting. So uh, so in, in order to continue reporting, that's the monitor's job to very gently say things like, would you like to write that down? Would you like to tell me what's happening now? <laughs> and that's what Jim does. He's great at that. And uh, and so when the, the interesting thing, though, back to the kidnapping story, once the guard gave me that name and I wrote it down, um, the guard also told me the closest village to where they were located and gave me that name. So after I was done with the viewing and I had to write this report up, I was like, well, do I include those names? You know, names are kind of suspect. And I decided to go ahead and include them. And uh, and then we went on Google Earth to try to find some of the some of the uh, what what like the um, what's the word I'm thinking of landmarks some of the landmarks that I had seen in my viewing and we had seen some buildings in a certain configuration and a water tower and lines that were in a diagonal format and so looking for this name of this village that he had given me um, we couldn't find it on Google Earth so the next morning. And I told Jim, well, you know, I don't know what happened. Maybe I just made that up. I, I don't know. It's suspect because it's a name. Jim comes home from work the next day and says, I found it. I found it. And I said, what did you find? He said, I found, and he said the name of the village. And I said, what do you mean you found it? He said, I went to a specialty map shop because if you said it, I knew it had to be there. And I found it on this map. And so he pulls this massive map out and it's in a foreign country. And we found this village. And we pulled it up on Google Earth, and there it was, the layout of the buildings, the water tower, the, the strange diagonal lines behind the building. We don't know what those were. Um, and the investigators that were investigating the kidnapping discovered that the name of that group, really, that group did exist. And they were probably the ones who had done the kidnapping because their hub was right where this man had disappeared. With all of that, uh, there is a process, and uh, for remote viewing, it it helps if you. It's kind of a social thing in that it helps if you work with somebody, whether it's a monitor or other people in a team, and you have the club, uh, and where people can work together. How important is it? Like I'm learning online by myself right now. I have a friend who's also studying separately, and we're going to do some work together. But what is the importance of? And I want to get back to ideograms also, but let's do this question first which is how important is it to work with other people when you're learning remote viewing? You know, it's so funny that you asked that because initially I would have said, no, 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 it's the blind leading the blind. You know, don't work with anyone unless they're experienced. Um, and my my current executive director for my company, I'm the CEO of the company and I hired a man who's amazing is, and he's the executive director. He began as my student back in 2012. He has an MBA and a law degree and he, he started studying with me back in 2012 and just was the most amazing, tenacious student with a busy job and a family. He still attended practically everything I was doing. And he said, Lori, I think we should put people together and have them work together. And I said, but won't that be like the blind leading the blind? He said, just try it. Just try it. So we tried it and we found that the students progressed so much faster when they were working with someone else. It just, uh, I think, I don't know if it's this, like you said, the social aspect of, um, hey, I've got an appointment with Robert. I can't let him down. I, I told him I would meet him. I got to get there and practice. And just the act that it makes you practice or if working together just causes you to get more information or if it just makes it more fun. I don't know why, but they just pr progress so much faster. You know, it's, uh, uh, let's get back to ideogram. We don't have that much time, but I think 
because an ideogram is so important to the process. I think if we just touch on one thing in terms of process, let's talk about that because people hear the term and it's used so often in the in your learning. So w- what is that and how does that kind of work with the, with oh, the students? Robert, it's so timely that you're asking that because um, you know, for a long time in the field of CRV, there's been a lot of controversy about the Lynn Buchanan method of teaching ideograms versus the Paul Smith uh, way of teaching ideograms or the Ed Dames way of teaching ideograms. Or these are all military guys who have retired from the unit who are teaching remote viewing in some form, and they all teach with ideograms, but they all teach it very differently from each other. And so the question always was, uh, who's What's the really Lori teaching? Williams? What's the Lori Williams <laughs> way of teaching yeah. ideograms? Well, that's, that's the what thing, counts. Is that the Lori Williams <laughs> way. The well, Lori Williams way has now expanded from what I put in the book Boundless and what you've learned from the PRV course that you're taking to include a new thing that isn't really new. It's actually the oldest thing of all. And I actually got it from Tom McNear. Tom McNear was Ingo's very first student when Ingo was first developing this. He was he Ingo made no bones that Tom was his favorite student and the best student he ever had. Um, And Tom was explaining how Ingo taught ideograms. And it made so much sense to me that I've been telling all my students about it and all the club meetings and everything that we're doing. And all my students have been hearing about it. They're so excited because the way an ideogram works, what an ideogram is, as an ideogram is is an involuntary, spontaneous jerking movement that your hand makes as the subconscious bumps into the lemon, remember we talked about the lemon, as the subconscious is making contact with that line of awareness and kind of capturing the overall idea of the target, whatever the target is. It's Let's say the target is a red barn on a, on a green field of grass. And the red barn is the focal point. The, you might have an ideogram that as it's coming out, as you're making the ideogram, Robert, not afterwards but as it's coming out of your pen and then making a squiggle on a piece of paper you have a feeling that goes with it and ingo called this the feeling motion he said there's no word in the english language for this so we're going to call it the feeling motion and it just comes out of your pen and you have this feeling of the target so i might do a quick ideogram and say it's a it's it's a smooth solid rounded thing and then put, I might say, I think it's a man-made object or a structure, right? That would be my guess. And that and that would be what the ideogram is communicating to me through the feeling motion as this, as my pen okay. is making and, this the spontaneous and, thing. And just so our listeners know that they're given a target, that's the coordinates, right? Giving numbers? Right. Okay. That so is correct. And the military initially used latitude and longitude coordinates that's where the term coordinate came from then when they discovered they didn't have to do that but they could make up any random thing in fact i for a long time when i had an office in Amarillo, texas and i did intuitive consultations face to face with people um i would literally use their name as my coordinate and i would write robert and then do a quick ideogram and then tell you what was going on in your life just from that ideogram Uh, absolutely amazing well you're doing great work my special guest Lori lambert williams um, Boundless, the how-to guide to promote practical remote viewing and monitoring God for remote, re- remote viewing and professional intuitive teams. Um, last question, then I want you to talk about a little bit for our listeners who are interested, you know, about your courses, how they can take them, et cetera. But if you want to do this professionally and make some money, whether it's a side hustle or full-time, what does it take about three years to really get proficient in this? 
You know, it's interesting that you're asking that. I, I think that if for people who are on a normal learning track of, you know, like I'll take a course, I'm keeping living my life and doing my job and doing whatever, and then I'm going to take another course and I'm going to do this and this and this. Those people, it could take years. I mean, I felt like for me, um, it really took, I mean, even when I think back, like, where was I at five years in? I was like, compared to where I eventually got, I, I really was still kind of a baby viewer in a way, but um, you can totally get in right away, right from the get-go. You can start getting answers for your life and improving things and getting amazing information. Um, so it's really different. It depends on who the person is, how, what kind of a learner they are, how much time they spend practicing. So there's no way to put a time frame on that, and, you know, to answer your question. Yeah. But we do have a three-year certification program that we don't advertise really at all. It's not anywhere on the website. We only offer it during the basic course when we explain to people, if you, if you already know, this is, I want to do this. I want to make a living at it. Uh, we have a three-year certification course that takes people through everything I teach Takes they have a weekly one hour meeting with a one on one coach to help with them with their sessions. Can, and can you do it remotely? Uh, yes, yes, it's all through Zoom. Okay, so Great. yes, you can do it remotely, and that way, by the end of the three years, you can be a certified remote viewer. And we actually even help you with the business side of things, helping to set up a business in whatever you want to do. I have a I have a student who set up a business just finding missing pets, and another one who helps the police, and another one who so works awesome. for remote viewing companies. That kind of thing. There's a lot of things you can do with CRV in a business okay. context. Tell us, Lori, because we're running out of time, where people can find out more about you, get your books, take your courses. It's intuitivespecialist.com. That's right. Intuitive Specialist. Make sure you put an end, uh, an S on the end of specialist, intuitivespecialist.com. And uh, if you go to intuitivespecialist.com, you will see that there is a link there to a free masterclass. It's called Introduction to Practical Remote Viewing fantastic. Masterclass. Yeah, fantastic. it's a, it's not it's not a sales pitch, is it, Robert? No, it's a it true very class. good. It was not a sales pitch. It was very, it, very. The whole reason I created that class was because I wanted people to be able to check it out and see what it was like to do a remote viewing session without having to put forth any money. That was my goal. Yep. And uh, so that they could try it and see if it's for them, you know. Um, then if you want to go deeper, we do have six-week video courses, which Robert's taking right now. Yep. We also have three-day live courses. I have a class, a basic live class. It's a three-day fast track. It takes you through everything Robert's learning in the six-week course. It takes you through it in three days. It's three full days of learning online, live with me. You get to, you're actually talking to me and working with me. And I'm answering your questions. We're on Zoom. And it is November 5th. Sixth and seventh. I have an, a Fantastic. basic class, the sixth, the fifth, sixth, and seventh. I have an ARB class right before Thanksgiving. That's an associative remote viewing course that helps you uh, financially. I mean, it's going to help you learn how to make better choices and how to choose things. So you can use it in a financial context if you want to. That class is uh, November 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. And then coming up in December, I have two three-day live classes. We also have, um, that's intermediate and advanced, the first two weekends of December, intermediate CRV and advanced CRV. My, I think my school is the only school that uh, takes you through all the way through post-advanced courses. You can get certified. We also have a healing course called Medical Applications. That's so a fascinating course. So those are all the courses. The books are also available. Uh, Boundless has become a number one bestseller in several categories on Amazon, you can get right now until November 5th, you can get the Boundless course on Kindle for only 99 cents. If you're a member of Kindle Unlimited, it's free. And, uh, and the paperback version is also there available on Amazon uh, under Lori Lambert Williams. And that's okay. the Boundless book. 
Last question for you, Lori. You've been terrific. And uh, I think we've given our listeners and viewers everything they need to know if they want to take that step into getting into controlled remote viewing. So fantastic job. But you must look into the future a little bit as you have in the past. Are you optimistic? Do we need to know anything that's happening in the next couple of years? Um, I think, Robert, that, and I, I don't like to be pessimistic, and I also hate fear-mongering. Fear-mongering is one of the, my pet peeves. I think that we help to create our reality, so I really encourage your listeners to imagine the world they want to live in. I think that's really important. As, uh, as far as what's coming, I do think we're going to encounter um, something coming up in the next couple of years that might be pretty big and pretty, uh, pretty impactful. So I, what I encourage people to do is just to become as independent as you can be. Um, my husband and I had just spent $200,000 remodeling a beautiful mansion in Amarillo uh, that we were going to live in for the rest of our lives. It was super gorgeous. And we discovered earth ships. I'm in an earth ship talking to you right now um, where you see this line above me. That's where the tires go. There's, there's used tires in the wall filled with earth and they keep the home perfectly like right now there's no air conditioning and the temperature in here is absolutely perfect um so anyway earth ships are a great way to use garbage i live in a garbage house and they, we also produce a lot of our own food uh we produce a lot of our own water we also so, have so our own electricity have, so it sounds like we're going to have to learn to be more self-sufficient and communal and trading services back and forth and learn i think people have learned from the pandemic that you know you can't rely on the government for everything you have to really start to make your own decisions so interesting time so great job thank you so much laurie i hope we can do it again because there's so much more the name of the book once again is boundless and then monitoring is the uh, companion book laurie lambert williams one of the top remote viewing teachers if not the best in the world thank you for being on guys guys radio thanks so much <laughs> It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, that was a fascinating interview with Lori Lambert-Williams about controlled remote viewing. So what did we learn? Well, first of all, I think we learned that it's going to take a few more conversations with Lori to really get into everything about controlled remote viewing because there's so much to it. But just as a takeaway, uh, I think what we learned is that, like anything else, uh, this is something where practice makes perfect. You really need, to, if you want to get good at this, if you're interested in controlled remote viewing and you want to take the courses, you've got to practice. It makes a big difference. The good news is anybody can learn how to do this. Do this. The, the intuitive skills that we all have are there. Some people, uh, their skills are more developed than others, kind of coming out of the shoot, if you will. But everybody has the abilities to do this. So uh, if you're interested, check it out. Lori's at uh, intuitivespecialistsplural.com. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday on KCAA Radio in Southern California at 8 p.m. Pacific Time, 102.3, 106.5 FM, 1050 AM. The show rebroadcasts on KCAA every Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. My worldwide podcast and YouTube both post every Thursday. We're on over 30 podcast platforms, so any place that you listen to your podcast, you can find Guys Guys Radio with Robert Manny, and also our YouTube is, goes under my name, Robert Manny, but we call it Guys Guys TV. If you enjoy the content I bring you and also the guests I bring you and all the information that they share, then please subscribe to my YouTube 
at Robert Manny on YouTube and also uh, Guys Guys Radio. You can do that on Apple or wherever wherever you listen to your podcast. So you can also catch me on my website, robertmanny.com. I've got over 300 plus blog posts about everything, life, love, the pursuit of happiness. I've got two more ready to drop. One is about marathons. We're going to get that up this week because there's so many marathons going on right now. I've run three and I wrote about my first marathon in New York City. So hopefully I'll provide some tips as to what you can expect if you're running your first marathon. I've also got another one about getting unstuck because I know a lot of boomer guys, myself included, sometimes we get a little bit set in our ways and it's important for us to stay flexible and adaptable and take on new information and not be judgmental like I used to do it this way and that's it. And there's a lot of dudes that get like that. And I can tell you just physically, you see them, they're actually getting stiffer and it's important that we stay loose, stay adaptable and keep having fun. So you can also drop three free chapters from my novel, Guys Guys Radio. You can download them for free on robertmanny.com. And if you like the novel, it's called The Guys Guys Guide to Love. It's about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. It's kind of a peek behind the curtain into the world of us weird, wild men. And uh, it's not so bad. It's a lot of fun. and It's been called The Male Successor to Sex in the City. So you might want to check that out. It's got a lot of fun. It's all the source material for everything we do, Guys Guy. And also, you can catch me all over social media, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc. And we've got a lot of shows coming up. We're headed towards our 500th show. I'm just about to finalize an agreement with our 500th guest, and you're going to love this person. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a lot of great guests coming up. I promise you a lot of really great guests. And we're going to go way beyond 500 shows, but it's a milestone. So I'm looking forward to that. So Guys Guys Radio, I want to thank Chris, my producer, always has my back, does a great job. I want to thank all my wonderful guests and the information they share. And most of all, I want to thank all of our listeners and viewers because you, you make it all happen and I'm here for you. And hopefully you're getting some information out of the show that can help you out. So Guys Guys Radio, I'm going to see you next week. Until then, like I always like to say, Guys Guys, finish first. <laughs>